Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so, so thrilled to have my next guest here, my friend, Neil Grimmer, who I'm so, so thrilled to... Hello. So thrilled to have you on here. Neil is currently the brand president of a very, very cool company called Source Global that is based in my former state uh, that I grew up in, Arizona. So that's also pretty cool. Neil and I had actually met when he was the co-founder of a company called Plum Organic that you may be familiar with. He also went on to start a company called Habit, which he'll talk a little bit more about. And he was also at a, another company that he didn't co-found, which you know just sort of goes to show you that He is not just an entrepreneur, not just a founder, but he's somebody that is a scaler, a person that is very interested in brands. The company was Harley Davidson. So I'm 
Really, really thrilled to chat with Neil about his journey and all of the things that he's learned along the way. Of course, there's going to be lots of best tips, so you cannot miss this episode. But first, we're going to dig into Source Global, which, as I mentioned, is just a super, super cool company that he did not found, but he is the brand president. There's a founder, Cody Friesen, who founded it, who invented the solar-powered device that is behind this company that takes water from the air we breathe and captures the vapor and transforms it into drinking water. But again, I want to hear a lot more about it from Neil. So without further ado, welcome. Hey, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. I'm very, very excited to have you here to talk a little bit more about it. So let's just dig right into Source Global. So what is the company? Yeah, so at the core of, of Source is one technology. It's called a hydro panel. And Kara, the best way to think about it is think about the hydro panel as the first solar panel for electricity. A hydro panel is for water. So what it does is use the power of the sun to pull water vapor into the panel. The panel looks like a solar panel. It's four feet by eight feet wide. Um, and on its surface, it kind of looks similar to a solar panel. But what we do is we pull the water vapor across what's called a hygroscopic material. It's a material that really loves absorb water. It's kind of similar to if you were to put a piece of rice in a salt shaker mm -hmm. to stop the rice or the salt from clumping up. That rice is really hygroscopic, meaning it tracks water. Um, so we have a material that it's an, a proprietary nanotechnology material that that is hygroscopic that traps that water vapor. And then we use the heat of the sun to passively condense it into liquid water in its purest form. And does that cycle a whole bunch of times during the day and night. And what it does is it produces perfect drinking water from the sun and air, totally renewable, totally sustainable, off grid doesn't use any power other than the power that's coming from the sun in a photovoltaic. And it taps an abundant and totally renewable supply of water that's suspended in the air. That's amazing. So it's transformative. It, it's sort of care. The way, the way to think about it is we can put our panels and, you, you know, one panel can produce, you know, the equivalent of, you know, four 24 count cases of drinking water, you know, a week. You can put two on the roof of your house and plumb in perfect drinking water in your house. And then we have what we call water farms where we put thousands of them together to create millions and millions of liters of water a year. And it's completely renewable, completely sustainable. And we can put it anywhere in the world where there's sunlight and air. That's amazing. You, you yeah. and I were just talking about how you've been all over the world in the last seven days. So what's exactly. share a story of where you're seeing this work in a place where they were really challenged by yeah. the water issue. Well, you know, what's so amazing is the direct impact. I mean, you and I are, are, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, a big part of our work is not only creating great businesses, but doing great in the world and impacting people. Mm -hmm. And this is 1000% true of source, you know, so one of the first installations that I had the pleasure of going to, this was a month before COVID lockdown hit. It was in February of 2020. We went to the Wayu tribe, which is in the northernmost tip of Colombia. It required taking a chartered plane two hours to get out to the general region and then a two-hour overlander ride with then a small little boat taking you out to this little spit of land, what the Wayu tribe lived on. It's a community of about 300 people. And the girls and women fetch water six hours a day, and they'll go on a trek to get 
water that's fairly brackish, right? Because it's right by the ocean. And so, you know, infant mortality is a major issue and it's all related to access to clean, safe drinking water. And so we're able to put in 150 panels, uh, creating a water farm for the Waiu tribe. And the girls and women had a, basically a six minute round trip to wow. the water farm to collect water. And just seeing that firsthand just blows, it just blew my mind at the time. COVID hit, you know, and quite frankly, for communities that don't have infrastructure or have failing infrastructure, the problems only persisted. And, and during COVID, we were actually uh, able to bring hydro panels to 540 homes in the Navajo Nation, right in the backyard in our Southwest. Um, How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch, 
Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Where these folks, multi-generational families didn't have access to clean, safe drinking water. And we're able to put four panels outside the home and plumb directly into the house, having running water in these homes for the first time ever and able to provide drinking water. I mean, so it's really outstanding. So the, the applications of the technology range from the community work that I just referred to, all the way to the opposite extreme, which is in Dubai, um, you know, we're creating a large scale water farm to create the first totally renewable, sustainable bottled water um, out there because the water itself is amazing. It's a beautiful water. It tastes incredible, but it's also the most renewable water next to mother nature. Hmm. Right. And so we're able to totally transform a category like, you know, the bottled water industry by bringing in a new new type of water, which is both sustainable on the outside with a sustainable package and sustainable inside from a new source of water. That's so interesting. And I would yeah. imagine too, I mean, one of the initiatives that I have been working on is clean water and primarily in the US, but it's an issue, frankly, throughout the world. So once it's actually hit the ground, it's also come in contact with many chemicals. So I would imagine that right. it's not just about finding new sources of water, but also clean water. Are you seeing that as a discussion throughout the world? Major issue. Major issue. I mean, what you've identified is absolutely true and it's around the world. You know, um, PFAS, you know, persistent chemical is is in our water supply in a very profound way. Um, pharmaceuticals are in our municipal supply, um, it, you know, just as a, a byproduct of some of the wastewater that's in the system. Um, naturally occurring contaminants like arsenic, uh, uranium in the Navajo Nation um, because of the uranium mining. I, so, so we have, you know, our, our groundwater has a, has a pretty major contamination issue as well. And so one of the beautiful things is that we kind of transcend um, that particular issue because we're tapping from 
water from the sky and the way in which we we harvest that water any um you know any of the pollutants in the air are are separated out from the pure water vapor and so what you get is you know pure h2o um, wow and really you know bypasses all of those contamination issues that um that we see on surface and groundwater you guys are really in, you know, an innovative industry for sure. And it, obviously you had been a founder before this of a serial entrepreneur, but you joined the company as brand president, yeah. a different role for you. I'd love to hear how you found, uh, or how did they find you? Yeah. Well, you know what, um, our founder and CEO, um, Dr. Cody Friesen um, was a was a dear friend of mine, and he and I were actually fellows at the Aspen Institute. Ah, um, and we met back in 2015, and um, we were both there. He was just forming um, Source, and at the time it was called Zero Mass Water, and I was um, just stepping down as CEO of Plum and starting Habit. And part of the fellowship at the Aspen Institute was around folks that. Um, had some moniker of success in their careers, and it was focused on getting leaders to focus on uh, significance, transforming you know the business skills that they had to apply to solving some of the world's greatest problems, right? And so the forum was a table of twenty of us, all from different walks of life, um, leaders from the public sector, private sector, um, studying servant leadership. You know what does it mean to be in service to something greater than yourself? And your companies, um, and um, and then starting to pioneer new companies. And so mm-hmm. he was starting, you know, what was uh, what is now Source then. And so he and I were were pretty close to you know all the work that he was doing, and it was very inspiring to me. And I when I when I had the opportunity to kind of pull my head up and say, what am I going to do next? You know, um, joining up with Cody to tackle one of the most intractable problems that we have in society today seemed like a really great way to spend my time and talent. So, so that's how we joined up. And so I, I oversee all the brand marketing and consumer facing aspects of, of what we do as a company. Um, so it's, uh, it's been very rewarding to say the least. What's been the toughest thing about the startup? I mean, obviously you've been in the startup world before, yeah. but this is a, it's a new industry. I mean, it, you don't really have a whole lot of competition. I always tell people that one thing that I learned in starting Hint was that competition is actually a good thing, right? You just have to be the best. You obviously knew that in the baby food industry um, yeah. that you have to, differentiate yourself by continuing to have enough money in the bank, but also uh, be the best at what you're doing. But when you don't have competition and you've got to explain this over and over again as a brand president, getting the word yeah. out as as well, I think that I'd love to hear what do you think has been the biggest challenge? Well, you know, one of the things, it's both the biggest challenge and the biggest opportunity is that we are fundamentally transforming the way people get access to clean, safe drinking water. Mm-hmm. People literally can't even imagine we pull water out of thin air and it, it sounds like magic. And, you know, one of the things that, um, I, like I said, it's the biggest challenge, biggest opportunity, you said it well, is really letting people's imagination wrap around this technology. And once they, once they hear about the technology, they're like, this literally sounds too good to be true. So it possibly is. And then they'll go through the evaluation and then they'll get to a place where they realize like, oh my God, this is a game changer. 
Hmm. And once they hit that point, their imagination runs wild on what it could be applied to. And one of the biggest challenges of the company is that it can be applied to a lot of problems. So instead of going so broad um, to try and capture everything, we had to create some discipline to say, all right, where are the areas that we want to solve this problem first, right? Get some traction, build momentum as the company, and then expand from there. And so it's been it's been very uh, very rewarding. We we have government and NGO based business, mm-hmm. which is the community work that I was kind of telling you about. We have commercial work where we we help companies um, get access to clean, safe drinking water in areas where they need it. Um, you can think about remote work in the most broadest sense, where people are doing hard work and they need clean, safe water. And we want to reduce plastic out of the mix. We can help them with that. There is the consumer vertical, which is hospitality, CPG, um, and food service and all that, where people want a better, uh, more sustainable product that they feel good about. And then the last is residential. I have two panels on my home in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, my partner, I get all our drinking water from that uh, every day. Wow. So those are the areas we focused on. Again, you could argue still quite, quite expansive. But when you think about tackling the problem of access to clean, safe drinking water globally, you know, it's a um, it's a it's both an exciting and a daunting venture. Let's talk about growth. You probably started your business because you saw an opportunity in the market. And now, well, there might be an opportunity for even more growth. You wanted to be CEO, not the tech support or receptionist, and especially not the person your customers reach out to. That's not great for them. It's not great for you. And it's definitely not great for growth. We're 24-7 in touch. We'll focus on your customer experience so you can focus on growth. We'll help optimize the business so you can grow the business. We'll develop tailored solutions that deliver strong and consistent performances that will take your business to the next level. We partner with leading global brands, and we'd love to partner with you too. Visit letstalkintouch.com to learn more. Can we talk about notifications for a second? Who actually leaves those sounds on anymore? Well, besides this one. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere, whether your business is vintage teas or hint water. Shopify makes it possible for businesses to connect with their consumers. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first scale to full scale by helping them set up their online store in the vibe they want. You can sell products, gain new customers, and get the data you need to operate your business in a simple and fast way. And with Shopify, you can synchronize your online and in-person sales and view all your sales metrics in one place. You can reach your customers through tons of social media platforms as well, like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram through Shopify's growing suite of social media channels. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform too. And if you're looking for a solution that has great customer service support, well, Shopify has that as well. Their team is always super helpful answering any questions that I've had in growing my business. Their team really makes you feel like they have your success in mind. 
Join me and millions of other businesses on Shopify today and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash Kara, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kara to start selling online today. That's shopify.com slash Kara. So obviously, Arizona is not super humid. You must answer this question over and over and over again. I mean, how can you actually pull so much water out of these two panels on your roof? Well, you know, one of the things that um, where there's a need, it drives innovation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, there's a long history, actually, with Native community in Arizona, creating some of the first canals and the most um, really profound irrigation systems to grow food in the middle of the desert. And um, following on that proud tradition of, of innovating a water technology in the middle of the Sonoran Desert. So really, you know, one of the things we like to say is we export water around the world from the desert. And, you know, and what's what's made it possible is Cody, um, you know, one of his, you know, a really great part of his story is that he's been in the renewable technology space for quite some time. He was working on battery technology for the developing world. And when he was in region um, in Africa, um, he really saw the challenge um, of girls and women fetching water hmm. um, every day. And, you know, the the time consumed doing it, the risk to their personal health doing it. And said he wanted to apply the same principles of renewables to water that was applied to energy and solve the problem of girls and women walking for water. And so, you know, in the desert, you know, we always are trying to think about how to preserve water, how to reuse water, and now how to create water, you know. So that was the the origination. And what's exciting is proving it out that it works in the Sonoran Desert means where at times we're at single digit relative humidity, it means that it can work That's, largely anywhere around the world. That is so, so interesting on, on many, many levels. So I know that you've helped raise capital uh, for the company. I've been really interested and intrigued by some of the investment partners that you have. Uh, could yeah. you talk a little bit about that and how, you know, how that came about also sort of why is their interest so high and and how is it different raising capital for this company versus some of your other companies yeah i think um the interest is high because it's solving a global problem mm -hmm. you know and the investors we have around the table are bill gates venture fund called breakthrough energy ventures they've been an investor in the company for three rounds for the you know almost the life of the company um, we have blackrock uh, we have Harvard Endowment. We have Drawdown Fund, which is a sustainability fund, three by five partners. You know, um, there's just an incredible, um, the cap table is really just amazing. There's incredible partners around the table. And, and partly why, you know, they're around the table is because they see this as an issue that is, um, is only getting worse. So, for example, today we have 2.4 billion people who don't have access to clean, safe drinking water within 30 minutes of their home. In 2050, that's projected to be roughly 6 billion people, right? Global climate change uh, is now creating dynamics where you see this, where there's droughts, where there never was, floods, where there never was. And the, the weather patterns are so unreliable that communities that relied on consistent waterfall and rainfall um, for their drinking water, the, those patterns are shifting, right? Hmm. So it's creating enormous amount of instability. And so when you think about one of the big parts of uh, the investment thesis 
is climate resiliency is going to be an important sector to invest behind in order to not only help sustain you know, humanity, but also to create viability um, where communities live. You know, we, we always, you know, as cultures, we gathered around the watering hole and we built civilizations around the watering hole and that shifting yeah. right, with groundwater depleting and weather patterns changing. And so we're able to actually bring the water from the troposphere directly down where it's needed. We tap the sky to bring the best water down to earth. And that and that is the investment thesis that gets people very excited. I'm very excited that there's people that are doing this too and, and see the importance for sure. So let's back up and hear a little bit more about your experience when I met you at Plum Organic. So yeah. you were the co-founder and the CEO. So can you share a little bit more about your experience there? What was exciting? What did you learn? Well, you know, I look back on those times fondly, um, some of the best times of my life. And, you know, the the company was certainly for me, it was inspired by having kids. You know, I was uh, before um, starting Plum with my co-founders, I, um, I was a designer at IDEO and I was working on innovation for, you know, Fortune 500 companies figure out what to do next. You know, we, we designed the future of the E-Class, um, you know, Mercedes-Benz all the way to looking at the future of food with large uh, multinational corporations. And um, it was all based around this concept of human-centered design. And, you know, now it's called, and people commonly know it now as design thinking. But what is really behind that is just the, the simple ability to have empathy for the person that you're looking to create a product or service for. And through that empathy and understanding, you can actually start designing things that people need, want, and desire in a way that will really resonate them. When you finally ended that solution, you hand it over to them. It registers on that. Yes. I can't imagine. I didn't think about this before. It's like, you know, when people say like, wow, why didn't I think of that? Right. Yeah. It's because you got to some, an intuitive answer to solving someone's problem. And all it required is to open your heart and to look at somebody's life and their lifestyle and figure out what you can do to help serve them. And so that kind of happened to me personally when I went from being a designer to being a dad. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm a young parent and I'm like, why, why is all the, why are we doing all this stuff the way we're yeah. doing it? And it just created the opportunity for innovation. Cheryl O'Loughlin, my co-founder, um, was similarly, she had two boys, I had two girls. And so we, we had the whole perspective of parenting and, um, and from that we were off to the races. That's very, very cool. So you grew it. How many years were you? uh, Uh, Six six years. Six years. And then uh, you sold it to Campbell Soup Company. Very exciting to be able to do that. Then you decided to launch a company, Habit. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So when we we sold Plum to Campbell Soup, I stayed on as um, an executive at Campbell Soup and then also stayed on as CEO for Plum for the first two years because we wanted to make sure it transitioned Mm -hmm. well. And and when I was doing that, I was spending a lot of time with Denise Morrison, the then CEO of Campbell's Soup. And she and I were talking a lot about what the future of food was. And and we arrived at one of the answers to that question is is food that's highly personalized to you, Mm -hmm. you know, which ultimately we're not one size fits all. 
what you need and what I need from nutrition is very different. And, you know, typically we have one size fits all diets that we all kind of, you know, try out and see if they fit some work, some don't. And, and the reason why some work and some don't is because it actually worked for your body, you know, it worked for you, both your mind and your body. And so, um, habit was a company I started that was, pioneering the personalized nutrition space where we looked at your DNA, your blood work and your metabolism to figure out what foods are right for you. So we had kind of, and then, and then, and this was a little audacious, but then we created fresh prepared meals, customized to your biology, delivered to your door. So it was kind of like if you had 23andMe meets, you know, food service app, all customized to you. And so, so was, lots uh, of data, a lot of data. It was a, it was a tech startup and a food startup all rolled together. Um, and we had a life science component as well. So we created all the science behind the, the methodology. Um, we created diagnostic test kits people could do at their home. So it'd be like a cheek swab and prick their finger for a blood test. Um, and then when that would all get processed, we would give people basically a nutrition plan like a dashboard, and then they'd have like the ability to order meals when it was all done. What was the hardest thing about that startup? Gosh, well, the, the hardest thing, this was one of those, um, you know, it was really three companies in one, mm -hmm. right? When you think about it, because we were doing the diagnostics like a 23andMe or an Ancestry. We were doing nutrition planning, like all the millions of apps you have out there. And then we were actually producing the food. Again, it was exciting to put it all together, but, you know, in hindsight, you know, we probably could have done two out of the three, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> and and delivering food, I, I can only imagine food. fresh food, uh, really, really challenging. So you sold the company as well. We did. We sold the company. Mm -hmm. And you had was, already uh, been, you had already kind of, you were sort of doing two jobs and it sounds like um, yep. you were moving on. And so then you decided to totally go in a completely different direction and join an iconic brand that obviously you were passionate about and totally. love the brand. Very exciting. So Harley Davidson, very exciting. So what was kind of the difference between joining an older brand like that, that obviously had yeah. meaning, that, meaning to you and, and many others, but what was kind of the biggest differences that you saw in uh, creating something versus joining something? Yeah. Well, one of the things, you know, when I, when I sold the company to Campbell Soup and then stayed on as an executive at Campbell's, I, I kind of got a front row seat to Fortune 500 companies, how they worked. Mm -hmm. um, what are the, what were the opportunities to bring an entrepreneurial mindset and approach? And also what are the requirements of executives at that level of shepherding a company that has you know, a brand that's iconic, you know, Campbell's equally, you know, has an iconic brand and has has a product that, you know, I think it most people in America and around the world are familiar with. And the, the challenge and opportunity is similar for Harley Davidson, which is both companies have almost ubiquitous brand awareness. And so if you were to ask, you know, people would say in the top 10 brands, Harley Davidson would come up in that Campbell's soup would come up in that, right. But the challenge for both the companies was brand relevancy which is for the next generation of consumers or generations of consumers, how do you stay relevant? And mm -hmm. what, is, what is the way you contour the brand 
and the offerings to meet that next generation of, of folks. And I kind of saw my, you know, my role at Harley Davidson was as much a brand archaeologist as it was anything else, which was sort of like, you know, dig up the beautiful bones of the brand and reconfigure it in a way that's modern contemporary for the next generation of riders, uh, whatever they choose to ride. And um, it was an incredibly fun experience. The challenges of bringing entrepreneurial spirit and energy towards, you know, large scale Fortune 500 companies is that they just operate at a slightly different pace yeah, and have different issues and requirements, right, for how you run and manage those businesses. So it's all about how do you find the opportunities for speed and transformation while maintaining the core of the business uh, in a way that that keeps the lights on, you know, at the company. So interesting and such a great experience for sure to be able to, and now you're back to working on creating and doing lots of new and there's no picture for the puzzle many days, I would imagine. So it's uh, definitely very, very exciting. One of the things that I saw when I was doing research on on you and kind of just everything that you've done, I would imagine, I, I think that you try a lot of different things. You're not sure whether or not they're going to work. And obviously, you've probably had some challenges, some failures along the way um, that you've learned a lot of lessons. But, you know, when people look at your resume and your experience, they're like, oh, he just waves his magic wand and it all just turns to gold. You know, many people just don't go try because they think, oh, you know, what if I fail more than anything? And I think that's so true today that people take the road less traveled or the least challenging one along the way so that they don't make any mistakes. But what what's one story that you have that, you know, you just kind of think, you know, I learned a lot. I wasn't sure if it was going to work out, but it did and and it, or it didn't along the way. And I learned a lot of lessons. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I mean, I think part of the thing here for me is that I, we talked about this earlier, but, you know, I'm curious, you know, I I get an enormous amount of passion in learning something, trying to solve a puzzle, trying to um create value and, and ultimately be in service to other people, right? Do something sure. that's going to improve people's lives, right? And so, um, you know, I, I learned early on, actually, when I was at this design firm IDEO, they really developed the concept of rapid prototyping, mm-hmm. which is fail early and often to succeed sooner, which is many of us think that innovation happens by just, you know, sitting and channeling a brilliant idea or in the shower, a light bulb goes off. And, and, and that's true for some stories, but my experience has been, it's actually having inspiration or having a hypothesis and then trying a bunch of things, figuring out what sticks and knowing you're going to get a bunch of stuff wrong till you get the one thing right. And when you get the one thing right, it, it's going to hit like gangbusters. And, you know, one of the things like I take back to Plum, we, when we first started Plum, we were actually in a, we were focused on kids doing lunchbox snacks. Sure. And the pouch was actually created as like a really healthy snack in the lunchbox. And it had fruits and vegetable purees. And um, and we were always, you know, we had the roadmap of going into baby food and all that other kind of stuff with that format. But it was only until, you know, we actually saw parents feeding the pouch to their babies because it was really healthy. It was organic. It was fruits and vegetables. We we're like, that's the big idea. And we pivoted quickly. We kept the we kept the kids' business intact, but we pivoted quickly. And around the same time, um, I, I we were at Natural Products Expo, 
East, which you know well. Yep. Funny story around this where, you know, we were a young company. So we had enough money for a booth or enough money to ship a booth, but we didn't have enough money for both. So we um, we decided to buy a little school bus, shrink wrap it with our brand and drive it from California to Boston and roll the school bus right on the show floor and then unpack, you know, our booth. Amazing. And it was uh, it was ridiculous. We had Patrick and his girlfriend drove it across the country and they had an amazing time. It was ridiculous. And we rolled on the show floor, tons of buzz. And um, because it was like, who the hell would do that? It's like ridiculous. And um, <laughs> and so the whole time we were just like, just having a blast and bringing all this cool stuff to the to the table. And it was all our kids products. And the head buyer of Babies Are Us, a guy named um, Polly D came by and, and our sales team was so focused on like Whole Foods that, you know, we kind of almost passed him up. And I, I spent a little bit of time with him and he said, look, you know, I want to bring what you guys have to, you know, every new mom in America. And at the time, Babies Are Us had every new mom registered yeah. there for their browser. Anyway, so long story short, I flew out and met him. Um, in dinner and you know we're in new jersey having a dinner and he was like i was showing him the concept sketches for the baby food stuff and he's like can you get it to me in three months and without batting an eye i said yes <laughs> which is absurd as you know it's yes. absurd to launch a completely new thing and you know he was like if you give that to me in three months we'll launch it nationally and we'll introduce it to every new mom in america through our programs and all the stuff it was like absolutely no problem so i get out of the meeting and I call, you know, my team in California, three hours, you know, earlier, and I'm like, guys, we got to, you know, six SKUs. We need to knock it out basically in a week. You know, get you know printing happening, and then air freight pouches over to the U.S. to to get this to happen. And the team pulled it off without a without a hitch. And it was one of those moments where it, you know, it changed the company. Quite frankly, those six products are still our best selling products. I remember them. Yeah. I know. There's so many ways you could have said no. There were so many opportunities being like, oh, you know, it'll take nine months, which is typical. And he wouldn't have done it. But we said yes. And then we figured out how to make it work. And, um, you know, and I think for anyone who has that, you know, that concern, their fear factor, whatever it is, like, well, what would happen if you actually made it happen? What would happen yeah. if you actually, yes, worked? And imagine that. So when you sit and think about all the things you could be afraid of, swap it out with what's the possibilities if you get it right. And then if you're confident in your capability and your team's capabilities, there's no other answer. You just go, you know? And so, so I, you know, look, I mean, I, you know, along that journey with Plum, it's true of every company, you know, you, you wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and you're like worried about X, Y, and Z and you, you, you know, You've got a lot on the line, you know, whether it's your reputation or your finances, your family, whatever it is. But, you know, if you can live in that other world, it pulls you out of that moment quickly. Yeah. And you actually make, make you know, your dream a reality. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. You I know. think if we spend more time focusing on what can happen uh, versus what can't happen, a lot of, you know, really, really great things will come from that. So that's great. That's such a great story. So best advice you've ever received? Oh, gosh. Um, well, a number of things. And some of them seem... First is believe in yourself. You know, I, I actually was a... Um, you know, I, I started in business a little bit by accident. I was a punk rock musician and uh, an artist. And um, I always felt like even when I was at the design firm IDEO, 
you know, I, I always felt like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like I, I didn't, didn't feel like I had permission yeah. to, you know, have a business discussion or come up with an idea for Mercedes Benz, which ultimately would wind its way into the car. And probably it was like that classic imposter syndrome, you know, that people have. And it wasn't until, honestly, I think it wasn't until we sold the company for a quarter billion dollars to Campbell Soup that I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not an imposter. You know, maybe there's something to this thing. And, I love you know, it. and I think, um, you know, so I, you know, I, I had one of my mentors, David Kelly, um, the founder of IDEO, you know, kind of, he was just one of the first people that truly believed in me and was like, oh, you're going to be a CEO one day. And I'm like, this little punk rock kid designer. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? You know? And it just really stuck with me. And that, that actually him planting that seed probably had a lot to do with me stepping into that role eventually. Um, Cause he thought it was possible. Well, and, and finding people that believe in you too, I think is, is also 100%. A, 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 another 100%. piece of that. Well, thank you so much, Neil. It was such an interesting discussion. We'll put how to learn more about source in the notes and everything else that we talked about and also how to connect and see more of what you're working on as well. But I just wanted to thank you for all of your time and uh, your authentic conversation here and you know sharing with everybody. So really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Kara. Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners, keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.